All righty, everybody. Good morning. Sunday morning. Sorry, uh, schedule is a little uh, altered this week, uh, but conflicts uh, prevented uh, that from happening earlier in the week. But we are getting ready to preview week 14. And if you're still alive and going, that means you're in the playoffs or maybe you're lucky enough to be kicking back with a first round bye. Wiz, good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Getting ready for uh, getting ready for the playoffs. Fantasy uh, football is the most exciting time of the year, and uh, ready to go. We'll start it off right off the bat with love them and leave them. And uh, go ahead, you want to take us out at uh, quarterback? Yeah, I, I will do so. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I, I will make one comment uh, here. You know, this time of the year, you know, you really got to think about weather and all that sort of stuff from from what i can see today it's not really going to be a, a big part of today uh we obviously have some injuries and some maybe some uncertainties coming into some of these games i, I just want to ask you before we got kick started here there's a few matchups where i look at them where on paper they look like really enticing matchups but we could be looking at very lopsided contests do you ever think in in in, in a situation like that that as good a player that a player may be, if it's going to be a lopsided contest, does that sometimes make you a little bit cautious about starting a quarterback in a game where it looks like it's just going to be a one-way street? No, I mean, not at the quarterback position because if it's the quarterback that I think, you know, has a chance to be on the, on the, on the you know, the, the side that's losing by a lot, then I know he's going to be throwing. And on the other side that's winning by a lot, I'm hoping the reason why they're winning by a lot is the quarterback. Um, the running back is the one position that gets tricky. If you have a running back like, a, let's say, um, a Derrick Henry, who is not going to be used on third down that much. He's not going to be in the game on every down if they're down by a lot. The Titans are very rarely in that position. But I'm just giving an example of the type of player, a Nick Chubb, a Derrick Henry, like a guy who's not utilized much in the passing game. And if I thought one of those games were going to get away from them, Maybe I'd be, you know, but it, it would have to be a player of less ability, even if it's a, a great player like that. And I think the game could get away from them. I probably going to start them anyhow, but it's something, it's something you definitely have to have to think about because if you have a running back who's not utilizing the passing game and they start getting down by two, three scores, um, you know, his value could be, um, could be diminished quite a lot. All right, so that's going to lead me into the quarterback, uh, love him and leave him. And uh, I have two guys that I don't think I've spoken about in in weeks uh, with regard to actually on the positive side of things. But uh, these are two guys that I think could outperform their, their kind of slated uh, positioning for the week. Number one uh, is Andy Dalton, who will be returning uh, back to Cincinnati, where he played most of his uh, professional football. Uh, it looks like Ezekiel Elliott's going to come into this game a little bit banged up. We know Cincinnati is really just playing out the string here. They, they don't have anything going on uh, since Joe Burrow went down, so they can't compete offensively. I don't think they have a very good defense as well. I think Andy Dalton may have a 
little bit of a chip on his shoulder going into Cincinnati. Uh, I'd like Andy Dalton this week to light up the Bengals. Um, and a second guy who has, even though he's playing with a bad toe, has started to get hot. Somehow we have rejuvenated uh, this late in the season. Looks like T.Y. Hilton has come to life. But I like Phillip Rivers in this particular contest. I don't think the Raiders have been very, very good at stopping anybody. But those two quarterbacks that I think that will definitely outperform today, sliding into your DraftKings. I'm not saying, you know, in most instances, these are backup quarterbacks in your team. Maybe you have a confidence issue in, a, in, in one of your quarterbacks or an injury situation, but I like both those guys this week. And two guys that I'm going to leave this week, uh, I am a little bit concerned about the wide receiver situation uh, for Deshaun Watson. I know the Bears aren't playing very well. You talked about their defense. But I think with Cooks a little banged up, I think Cootie's a little bit banged up as well. We know that um, Fuller is not there. They are playing the Bears. They're outside, so a little bit less cushy conditions than inside the Dome. So I'm going to fade Deshaun Watson, who's been a hot quarterback of late. And the other guy I'm fading, I'm sorry, you know, Patrick Graham and the Giants defense are playing very well. We've talked very consistently about the underperformance over the last few weeks of Kyler Murray, and that's the quarterback I'm fading once again. He's got to prove it to me before I actually have any confidence in starting him right now. All right. Um, I'm going to go right to my fade, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm fading Deshaun Watson. Um, he's terrific and doesn't seem to matter who his receivers are. He usually puts up good numbers, but um, <clears throat> this week um, – Playing outdoors, uh, I'm going to fade him. I, I, you know, he's he's going to put up good numbers, but I just don't think where he's ranked uh, in top five at quarterback. I don't think he's going to finish there, in my opinion. So I'm fading him, <clears throat> and I am leaving him. And I'm loving Tom Brady this week against my Minnesota Vikings, who have difficulty stopping teams, uh, throwing the ball against them. And uh, I think the bye week, and, you know, like these first games, like these last three or four games, has been like kind of like Antonio Brown's preseason, if you will. And now he's played those games. He's had a bye week. I'd, be, I'd not be surprised at all if you see Antonio Brown coming out of the bye week and having a great game against the Vikings. So I am loving Tom Brady this week. Yeah, I think, look, that makes a lot of sense. And, and, and to your point, you know, to, to play 12 weeks consecutively of football without a break, is, first of all, it's unheard of. I don't think we've ever seen teams with bye weeks in week 13. And, you know, he's an aging quarterback. You've mentioned chemistry. Uh, but I think uh, against the Vikings, who certainly have trouble stopping anybody against the pass, this could be a very, very rough day uh, for, for the Minnesota Viking uh, defense and secondary. All right, so why don't you uh, take us off on, on the running back position uh, for this week? So I'm loving three running backs this week. One is um, Ezekiel Elliott's had a frustrating season <clears throat> this year. Um, but I think this is the type of game and the type of game script where the Cowboys are going to be able to give him the ball often. And I'm loving Ezekiel Elliott. I think he has his, uh, you know, maybe one of his best games, if not his best game of the year today at the Bengals. So I'm loving Ezekiel Elliott. I'm loving another player, and it's kind of just instinct and something based on just the feel that I have, and, and, and sometimes history repeats itself. But last year, Chase Edmonds got the start, 
at the Giants. We were at a sports bar. I don't know if you remember this, watching the game. And he had three touchdowns and 140 yards against the Giants last year. And I think Chase Edmonds, um, Chase Edmonds gets his um, – chance to kind of repeat history from last year. So I'm loving Chase Edmonds. I know they've been using Kenyon Drake a lot, but I think they're going to use Chase Edmonds in the passing game and in the running game. So I, I really think Chase Edmonds has a terrific game for the um, Cardinals against the Giants today. And then the last guy is a guy that is probably not ranked in the top 100 or maybe even a 200 at running back. This team has had four injuries and COVID-related situations to their backfield, and with still that, he's not ranked as one of their top three running backs for this week. I am going to sprinkle in and giving out my maybe my sleeper of the year, Lynn Bowden, at running back. Uh, I think he may be running back wide receiver eligible, but he's definitely running back eligible for the Miami Dolphins. And although you see DeAndre Washington, Patrick Ware, and the uh, elevated Elijah McGuire from the practice squad, I think over the next two weeks, the running back that has the most fantasy value and the most fantasy points is Lynn Bowden. He's gotten more playing time the last two weeks. Last week he had 50 yards worth of offense. I think he gets in there, and in the game with game script to call for a lot of passes because they may be trailing, I'm loving me someone Bowden this week. And my fade is just a, he's a great player. He may be is not the best running back in football. He's one of the top three at this point. But no one's been able to run against Tampa. So although he's ranked as the top running back going into the week, I'm fading Dalvin Cook. What say you? All right, so uh, very interesting uh, to hear your uh, insights on that. Uh, you know, I, I was I, I was thinking as we were coming on to do the show about what transpired for a lot of owners this week when it comes to Miles Gaskin, who you get surprised on a Saturday night and, and you need to scramble, and hopefully your league allows for an opportunity to overcome like this because, you know, certainly last week everybody was very excited about Miles Gaskin coming back. Uh, he was basically the only guy in the backfield, you know, for the most part getting getting – you know, all, all of the essential touches, and, and now that situation changes swiftly. Yeah, I'm not a believer in DeAndre Washington. I was actually going to ask you wh- whether you thought it's it's really funny that you mentioned uh, Bowden. Uh, I also had Malcolm Perry in the back of my mind as a potential to kind of be a little bit of a playmaker as well, so I'll be curious to hear your thoughts uh, on that one too. But I, I, I'm very curious to see what happens with Miami. Uh, you know, they have a big game coming up this week against the Kansas City Chiefs, so somehow they're going to have to find a way to keep Patrick Mahomes and that offense off the field a little bit. So it'll be quite interesting to see how they do it. So the running backs that I like this week, again, we don't talk about these things beforehand. You know, Kenyon Drake's coming into this game also a little bit nicked up. Yes, he's playing. It's been announced that he's playing. Uh, he's a kid that played at Fordham. And I do remember that game <laughs> late in the season, Wiz, as well, when the Giants played last time against these guys. So I have Chase Edmonds on, on the list. I've, I, I hope you're correct. I, I have him starting in one of my games where I actually 
actually are going to need an outperformance from a player, and, and he's a candidate that I'd love to see. Uh, one of the red-hot running backs right now in the NFL, going against one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL. I'm going with Dave Montgomery to kind of put up, you know, whatever, top seven type week this week. I like him. I think things have kind of shifted in Buffalo uh, very, very dramatically, actually, with, with the fumble issues for Zach Moss last week. And certainly Singletary seems to be running with a lot more confidence, using him in the passing game. So I like Devin Singletary in this particular one. And a player we've talked about early and often, and there's no question, you watched the game last week, he was clearly the best running back on the team. I don't like the way they use him. I think they got to give him the ball 20 times a game and leave Lamar Jackson, you know, again, great Great runner, great touchdown last week. But I like Dobbins this week against Cleveland. Um, I think this is a special player. He was eased back in a little bit. I see a big, big game from J.K. Dobbins this week. And two guys that I'm fading, uh, one is coming back from an injury. I never like touching a player, and he's going against a pretty elite defense, although they've shown, shown some holes in that defense of late. But I'm going to be very cautious about using Josh Jacobs with confidence this week. And the other guy, you know, kind of plays into the conversation that we had with regarding matchups and stuff like that. I don't see Jacksonville sticking with uh, with um, with the Tennessee Titans in this particular game. This is not to say that I don't think Derrick Henry will have a good game because he will. Uh, he did actually have a 200-yard game a couple of years ago against Jacksonville. And this particular one, I just think things are kind of lopsided here. And I see Derrick Henry not having that kind of emphatic game that we're kind of accustomed to him playing. So I'm going to fade him just a little bit this week. All righty. Very, very interesting. Uh, very interesting to you say that. Uh, it'll be uh, interesting as we get to the player props bets as well. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, go ahead. Take us out. Uh, Take us out to wide receiver. Okay, so I got four guys on my list this week at, at wide receiver. Two guys kind of that, that, that kind of are, are, are names that are going to definitely be outside the top 50, and, and two guys that, that should be somewhere in the top 20, but I think they're going to have top three, four weeks this week. So I love Robbie Anderson this week. He's been very, very quiet for a number of weeks. DJ Moore is not playing in this particular ball game. Denver has no A.J. Bouye, and, and Robbie Anderson's going to have a 100-yard game this week. That's I, I feel extremely strong about that. Uh, it's been a while that, since we've seen that. You know, he had those great games early on in the season, but I have full confidence in that. Uh, the other guy I have amazing confidence in, you know, you talked about Tom Brady. I absolutely love Chris Godwin this week. I think he has a monster week. One of these games where 9-10 catches, 130 yards, one to two touchdowns. I'm looking for Chris Godwin to go off this week uh, for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And two guys kind of from the back of the pack. Uh, I have Russell Gage this week for, for the Atlanta Falcons. No Julio Jones uh, going against the Los Angeles Chargers, who have been vulnerable. I think this game will actually be a, a very high-scoring game, but I like Gage in this game. And the other guy I like, uh, you know, there's been a continued chemistry between these two guys since Mike Glennon has taken over at quarterback, but I like Colin Johnson again to continue to excel. He's been having some good games. I see him as him being a big beneficiary again this week. I like him catching, catching four or five balls, 70 yards, and a touchdown. And the fades for this week, it's been interesting. Uh, when you look at the lead wide receivers playing against the Miami Dolphins, they have definitely struggled to put up big games against this secondary. So I'm fading Tyreek Hill. Again, great player, just not going to have that type of outburst. And the other guys I'm fading this week, the Buffalo Bill defense is playing are playing much better. I don't know what's going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers play calling. 
I think Deontay Johnson has dropped way too many balls. Him in particular is the guy I'm going to fade. But I am fading the entire receiving core of the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. I think Buffalo is going to be very motivated in this particular game. They're not going to be able to get over the the teams that they've done the last couple of weeks with lousy performances. Like I said, the play calling in Pittsburgh has been abysmal. I'm fading, particularly Deontay Johnson, but the rest of the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers, I'm fading all those guys this week. All right, let me get to my fate. I'm fading Tyreek Hill as well. Uh, we don't talk about these things, but it, it, listen, is he capable of just even catching four passes and those four passes going for 150? Sure. But when he's ranked, he meets Xavier Howard, who is a terrific cornerback, and Miami's defense has been tremendous. So, where he's ranked in 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 um, in retrospect to the game, I think he's going to have. I'm going to fade Tyreek Hill, and I'm fading Jarvis Landry as well, um, who's been, you know, amazing. Um, this, you know, this is a Monday night game, I know, but uh, but just you know, I don't know, just to get that out anyhow. That Jarvis Landry's a fade for me. I know he's had big games, but I, I think he's going to be a little bit less active in a game where I think you're going to see a tremendous amount of running between Nick Chubb and J.K. Dobbins, so I'm fading him. As far as the receivers that I love this week, I'm going to give two. Um, Terry McLaurin has a similar game to Stephon Diggs in, in their silky smooth route running, and the 49ers could not cover Diggs uh, last week, and I don't think they're going to be able to cover McLaurin, and McLaurin coming off that quiet, quiet game against the Steelers. This is not the Steelers' defense. I'm predicting a big game for McLaurin. Another one who's been on my love list, and I've kind of missed with him once or twice this year, but I'm extremely confident in this game, is Tyler Lockett, and I think they want to get Russell Wilson in the passing game going, and the Jets have been pretty stingy against the run, but everybody in their Antilles has been able to throw the ball against the Jets all over the park, so I am predicting Tyler Lockett to have a monster game. So McLaurin and Lockett, on my loves and Hill and Landry, on my leave them at wide receiver. You know, it's interesting. Um, I'm in a few leagues where uh, when you get to the playoffs, you actually pick your opponent uh, based on how you kind of fell uh, in, into the into the ranking. So in our particular league, I, I'm a fourth place finisher this year, so I wasn't going to be likely to be picking anybody. Uh, and, 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 I, and I looked at my team, you know, I lost Antonio Gibson to injury, but I have Russell Wilson and Lockett on this particular team. And, you know, they've really been hurting me the last few weeks in, in the production that I've been getting from them. And teams steered away from choosing me, which I was surprised at, um, given the fact that um, they, they, everybody was looking at this Jet-Seahawk matchup. So I'm hoping you're correct. Um, like I said, it's been a while since we've been seen a big game from Russell Wilson, kind of like Kyler Murray, two two quarterbacks that carried teams for the first eight or nine weeks of the season and have taken quite the break uh, of late. So I'm hoping you're right there, Wiz, but uh, it's an interesting scenario. Okay, so why don't you uh, take us off in the tight end position? Yeah, tight end, I'm going to make it real quick. I have one I love and one that I'm leaving. The player that I'm leaving is a terrific player, and Dallas Goddard is a terrific player, but... I just think it's going to take a little bit of time for that chemistry to work with the tight end. Um, the middle of the field is usually pretty cloudy. It's going to be cloudy against the Saints, and uh, that's what Goddard does most of his work. So 
you know, is he still a top 12 tight end? Maybe, but I'm fading him. I have to see it with Jalen Hurts, a quarterback, and that chemistry they get going. So I'm going to say Dallas Goddard. And the tight end I love is a player that I I don't even think I've hardly mentioned, and if I have, it's it's been in the negative terms. But I'm loving Colt Met from the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame this week. I think the Bears have said, let's see what we got with our first pick and forget about Jimmy Graham and he's getting all of the lion's share at tight end position against the Texans defense that you know, you could easily throw against. I mean, TJ Hawkinson <clears throat> had 100 yards receiving um, on Thanksgiving against them. Not that Colt commits TJ Hawkinson, but I think he may get a lot of volume. And uh, I'll tell you, I wouldn't be surprised outside of Allen Robinson if Colt Komet was the second leading receiver for the Bears on um, later today. So, fading Goddard, loving Colt Komet. Uh, <laughs> again, we do not talk, but I, I have a couple of additional names, but I have both of those guys on my list uh, for the exact reason that you mentioned. So, again, Ertz is being worked back into the lineup. This is Jalen Hurts's first start. Don't know what that chemistry is going to look like. It has to be proven to me. So as a result of that, like you, I'm, I'm going to fade Dallas Goddard. The other tight end I'm going to fade, and look, he's coming off of an absolute monster game, but this is not the Jet defense. <laughs> this is the Colt defense. And I'm going to fade Darren Waller this week. I don't think you're going to see that same type of explosion. I think uh, he will be focused on. I think the Colts will let those wide receivers try to beat them. They're not going to let... Dallas, uh, uh, Darren Waller do the damage that he did against the Jets last week. So those are my two fades for this particular week. Two guys I love, absolutely. Cole Komet tried to pick him up in a couple of different leagues. Unfortunately, was unable to get him. But I agree with you 100%. He becomes a bigger part of this offense. Jimmy Graham, you know, that's a done story. We know that. Um, so I agree with you there. Two other guys that I really like at tight end, um, in addition to that. Uh, look, Logan Thomas looked like Darren Waller at times last week. And I, I just like the chemistry that I'm seeing between him and Alex Smith. I continue to see that being built upon. And the other guy... Uh, I'm putting some faith in it this week. It looks like Kyle Rudolph is not going to play in this game. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. missed last week, but he looks like he's going to play this week. I think you give him the stage by himself. I expect good things from Irv Smith Jr., and they'll be playing from behind. So I think that's a good matchup for me, uh, and that's why I've picked the player up this week. So hopefully I am correct in my assessment. Yeah, you're playing. You actually you picked him up in, in the league that were against each other, and you're, you're in your playoff game. Are you starting that player? Yeah, I'm, I, if, if there's no Kyle Rudolph, I am starting Irv Smith Jr. And who's your other tight end? I forget. Uh, so I, I currently have Will Disley, but I also have Jonu Smith coming back. And I just think Jonu Smith, uh, as much as he come, came in as a very highly ranked tight end and he's a gifted player, if he, he's so t t touchdown dependent. And this is not the type of game where I, I just see him doing a heck of a lot, coming back from an injury as well. And I'm just too fearful of putting him out there. So I, if, if there's no... Uh, Rudolph this week, I am putting Irv Smith Jr. out there against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This morning, I think I may have seen that. I may, I may have saw that Rudolph has been ruled out already, but uh, I'm sure you'll look at that as it gets to the 1 o'clock games. All right, uh, we're on to the wagering of the games, and then we'll end with the player props. So will you, you take us out. Um, Dad, which games, sides, or totals do you love this week? All right, so I, I got three games uh, in, in total that I'm looking at. Um, uh, that over-under in the Carolina-Denver game, to me, just looks too low. 44-and-a-half. I, I think, you know, Carolina's got a young defense. Um, Denver... 
doesn't have a tremendous defense, especially when you take Bowie out of the equation. Uh, I mean, yes, they can generate a pass rush. At 44-and-a-half, I like the over in this particular game. I, I think we'll see more points in this game. I'm going with my New York football giants. I don't usually like touching my, my own team, but uh, they're getting two-and-a-half points at home against Arizona. I just think this is an inspired team. They get Daniel Jones back. I like the Giants this week, plus two-and-a-half points. And lastly, I, I know Miami is playing really well, but I just don't think they can hang with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs laying seven against the Miami Dolphins. I'm taking the Chiefs this week to win this game by double digits. All right, so I like some games this week. Uh, I wouldn't say there are any games. that. I, well, there's one game that I like the strongest. I'll, I'll save that for last. Let me get to these other games. Uh, this one is either going to be the sucker bet of the century or the easiest bet of the century. Dallas laying three at the Bengals. Look, the thing that has just annihilated Dallas all year is other teams running it down their throat. And I just don't see Cincinnati doing that with a, so, uh, not a good offensive line. And Jill Bernard is not that type of runner. So with the, the, the kryptonite for the Cowboys being a power running game, that's not what Cincinnati has. And then on the other side of the game, you know, you look at it and say, yeah, it's a meaningless game. And even from a fantasy perspective, you know, you may not have confidence. But I'll tell you, this game does mean something to Andy Dalton. And I, I think the Cowboys are going to want to get the win for him. And like I said, this game is either going to be – the easiest pick of the year or the sucker bet of the year, but I'm taking the Cowboys. I like the other side. I like Arizona against the Giants. Why? I tell you, not too many football reasons why. I mean, I think you're going to see Kyler Murray run the ball. I think their season's on the brink, and I think he's going to actually run the ball a little bit more. But the real reason I like this game is because out of the 75 people that I've talked to about games this week, every single person liked the Giants. And just my instincts are it usually works out the other side. But from a, a perspective of the football, I, I think you're going to see Kyler Murray run the ball a little bit more, so I'm liking them. Um, I like the Broncos. I know you mentioned you like the over. I like the Broncos in this game. I think they're going to be able to do some things in this game. And Carolina, without their best wide receiver, without their best running back at home, I could see this being a very, very tight game. So I'm going to go with um, the Broncos. And then my best bet of the week, I saved this one for last, is I love the Chicago Bears at home against the Texans. The Texans have played five games outside of natural grass this year. They're 1-4 in, in their record. They're 1-4 versus the spread. The one game they covered, they were like a four-and-a-half-point underdog against the Browns, and they lost 10-7. to So they undercut the spread, but they lost. They've played terrible. <clears throat> They're just a finesse team and they're just not the same team when they play outside on grass um, Chicago has certainly been not good the last couple of weeks but I see Chicago turns it around Chicago Bears my best bet of the week so it's interesting. I just read that uh, Brandon Cooks will not be playing in this particular game either so you know we talked about fading uh, Deshaun Watson at the start of this so I'm a little tainted, though, after last week's uh, bitter. <laughs> I love the Bears last week against the Lions, and that was a bitter, bitter loss to take uh, after they have four minutes left in that game with a 30-20 to 20 lead. Uh, that stung me a lot, but uh, I definitely agree with your line of thinking, uh, particularly uh, you know, no cooks and on natural surface outside, on grass outside. It's a different situation with the Houston Texans. All right. 
I am going to let you <clears throat> do your player props first because I only have one, and it's my player prop of the year. Go ahead. You have at it first, though. All right. So I mentioned Chris Godwin. Uh, I love when when I hear the confidence in that. I mentioned Chris Godwin over 65 and a half. That's, uh, that's my favorite in this particular uh, uh, wide receiver core this week. I also love Robbie Anderson. I think he's getting over 100 yards. The over-under is 78 and a half. And I like the over Robbie Anderson. You know, we talked about Chase Edmonds. I'm looking at his receiving yards, 20 and a half yards receiving. I like the over in Chase Edmonds receiving yards. Uh, I, and the last one that I really like this week, uh, well, two, uh, two more, sorry, wide receiver. Uh, Juju, I can't stand looking at these Juju lines anymore. There's seven catches for 28 yards. 59 and a half yards is the over-under. I'm fading the over-under on Juju yardage because it's just ridiculous how the Steelers are running this offense right now. And Kyler Murray, you know, I just, you know, again, you talk about the Giants. I, I agree. Everybody I talk to loves the Giants this week as well. So I, it makes me very uncomfortable. But Kyler Murray's passing 246 and a half yards. We haven't seen that from him in a number of weeks. So you got to prove it to me. I'm going to fade it again this week. Yeah, so I agree with you on so you know I like Edmonds as well receiving yards. Like I said, I, I think he's gonna have a good game. I saw one. I you know I think Mitch Trubisky after last week he had some situations where you know a strip sack and some tough, bad choices. I think you're gonna see him do something that he hasn't done since he's returned. I see. I think he's gonna take off. So I'm gonna take a page out of your playbook. I think I like over Mitch Trubisky. I, I looked at that one quickly the other day, and I think it was 13 and a half. But I have my player prop of the of the year this year. Uh, for the year going today. Unfortunately, it's against your fade, but let me give you two stats for Derrick Henry. Every single road game this year, he has not rushed for less than 112 yards. Three times in a week, he's been held under 100 yards, and every single one of those times the following week, he's rushed for over 100 yards. Both of those stats collide this week. Derrick Henry is playing on the road at the Jags. Last week, the Browns held him to 15 carries for 60 yards. Over 107.5 yards rushing Derrick Henry, my player prop of the year <laughs> going today. And I know you're not happy to hear that, number one, because, you know, not because of the fade, because in the playoff game you're oh. going up against Derrick Henry. But hopefully, uh, for your sake, your other players will uh, – We'll, we'll, we'll play tremendous, but uh, that's my one player prop I'm going with, and it's my player prop of the year. I think it's a lead pipe cinch. And again, you know, he did rush for over a couple hundred yards, I think it was last year or the year before. I can't remember. So I definitely have those visions in my head. Maybe I'm trying to, uh, you know, pu push some pins into the voodoo doll so uh, Joe G doesn't run me over like a freight train. He already, uh, he, he already whipsawed me with that Ram defense. And by the way, I, just to speak of the Ram defense, Cam Newton, this is the last time I think we're going to see this player on a football field uh, in, 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 a, in a starting role. Uh, actually, I don't even think he's going to be in the NFL next year, but he is done as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, I'm going against Demrick Henry. It's going to be a tough chore. So maybe there's some kind of psych, psychic thing that I'm trying to perform here. But, uh, you know, he has had big games against Jacksonville in the past. I'm hoping we just get a couple of long touchdown passes uh, from Tannehill and they, and they can rest Derrick Henry in this particular ball game. I mean, I guess the best analogy for me would be Cam Newton is the throwing a football. What Newman from Seinfeld is the pole vaulting. It's so it's so so bad to watch. And, 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 and you know, again, 
it's unfortunate. I mean, you know, for, for it, it just looks like a horror show each week. And, you know, as you, like you said the last time we spoke, you really can't play any Patriot offensive players as a result. It's such a bad situation. Yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, I talked to you um, the next day. I was kind of surprised you had James White in your lineup. And, you know, not because James White isn't a terrific player. It's just that, you know, it, it's a fantasy Titanic ship with the Patriots and, Everyone is sinking on that offense, and, uh, you know, Edelman was reduced to being, you know, a nothing burger even when he was healthy, and he was trying to play through injuries, and really, like, unless they're in a game where they're competitive or have the lead and they kind of can give, you know, Harris maybe 15, 20 carries, I can see how he's a player that you can start, but there's no pass catcher on the Patriots that I think is a start at any point, you know, no running back or receiver tight end that is in a pass catching uh, type of situation. Can you start? He just, you know, he's bringing down the entire ship. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but uh, nonetheless, uh, I think people have learned that lesson uh, by now. Uh, I didn't have a lot of good choices. I, I thought I was going to get lucky and have, um, you know, Devonta Booker playing uh, without uh, Josh Jacobs. That wasn't the case. I just didn't like a lot of my other options. So I kind of winged it and uh, it didn't work out. But let's see what happens with the rest of the team. Hopefully uh, someone uh, someone picks up. Played a lot of game left, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah, and look, this is a this is a tough time of the year. You're going to get a lot of – we're certainly going to get a lot of questions on who to start today. I've already got my phone lighting up from a couple of people. These are, these are tough decisions to make, particularly when it's a one-and-done situation. Uh, matchups look precarious. Uh, I know a friend of mine, Connor, rang into me this morning to ask me some questions. It's hard. It's really, really difficult when you're facing elimination and you're trying to make a decision that can make or break your, your season and you're trying to win a championship. So we wish everybody well. Hopefully injuries don't don't hurt anybody. Uh, hopefully it's just uh, the performances of players that dictate what the, who wins and who loses. But I wish everybody well out there. We, we got a lot to talk about. We'll be back tomorrow uh, talking about some stuff uh, as we head into the Monday night game and, and some thoughts about what we see this weekend. But good luck, everybody. Wiz, uh, I hope everything goes well for you this week. I got a couple of buys in, in some of my leagues, so I'll be kicking my heels. I'm actually only playing in one physical game this week. so uh, But hopefully uh, it's a good one. Yeah, for everyone listening, hope all your fantasy football decisions are winning ones. Yep. So, uh, <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll talk during the week. Yep, and again, Guru and, Fo- Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Uh, make sure you give a listen. Uh, sorry again, we had to come into you on Sunday morning, but enjoy the listen and have a great Sunday, everybody. Wiz, talk to you tomorrow. You got it.